0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: When things were going wrong for me, they decided to turn up. Uh, <laughs> they're like, Dan's having a meltdown. Get in there, Noel, talk to him.
3: Well, hello and welcome back to the Bake Down podcast and a very happy new year to all of our listeners from across the world. We hope 2022 is everything you could dream for. As ever, I am joined by Jane, by Howard and by Dan as we reflect on the second of these two uh, festive specials, a New Year's Day special um, that we thoroughly enjoyed. We saw the returning Hameen, John, Uh, Rowan and Kim Joy who are all back in the tent we'll come on to the episode of course very soon but before we do I'd I'd love to know Jane have you got any New Year's resolutions what are you hoping for from 2022
4: There's, there's always things isn't there and I'm not going to give up anything to be honest because I don't drink there's not much left to give up is there really I am just going to make the most of every day. I think I've signed up to an 11-week pottery course. I'm totally in love with Pottery Throwdown, which I think starts in a couple of days this year. And so I'm going to learn how to pot, if that's a word. It's the thing that I've wanted to do for years and have never done it. So I'm learn new skills is what I'm going to do in um, 2022.
3: Uh, will you then be applying for... We're going to see you on another show, Jane.
4: I don't think they'd they'd have me back, do you? Because for those who don't know Pottery Throwdown, it is the same production company as does the Great British Bake Off. I don't think they'd have me back. No, I'm going to do it purely for my own pleasure and satisfaction. I don't want to be making Weird and Wacky. What did they do last year? Incredible water features. Yeah, I don't think that's quite me. But who knows? Josh by the time I get around to master the art everybody will have forgotten about me so maybe they'll have me back
3: (laughs) I think I'll have you back Dan are you going to do any potting in 2022
1: oh goodness no what am I going to do in 2022 I don't know to be honest one of the things I'd really like to do is I think I'd quite like to do some sort of patisserie training maybe go on some sort of professional training and actually uh try and get get better at baking which is uh, not very inventive of me, but it is the truth.
4: But about time. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't say I was going to be nice in 2020. Hurtful,
1: Jane. Very okay. hurtful.
3: <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll start the year as we mean to go on. Howard, what are you hoping for from 2022? Any ambitions for this year?
2: Hit? Oh, ambitions. Yeah, I. unlike Jane, I do need to develop a bit of moderation, I think. I, I think I need to cut back on a few things, but... Cut back on the alcohol, food, a bit more exercise. But I've, we've recently redecorated the living room and I set myself the challenge of crocheting two cushions to match the wallpaper, or at least pick up the colours of the wallpaper. As yet, I've just got to the point where I'm just about able to cast onto a crochet hook. So I'm hoping... To at least master it to the extent I can produce two cushions.
3: Was this also with the hope of? Is it the Great British Sewing Bee? Sewing Bee, the that You're after Howard?
2: (laughs) Do you know? I I did some uh, living room curtains a couple of years ago and and vowed never to do anything like that again. So I think crocheting two cushions is about my limit. I really don't want to be doing it as a as a challenge. Thank you.
3: We've got Jane, who's going to be doing pottery. Howard in crochet, and Dan. Doing patisserie that seems to uh sum up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be here in a year's time and reflect whether you've all sufficiently uh got better in all three. You're confident there?
1: such a bunch of old women. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, well,
4: back to what you said about the new uh, at the Christmas show. Yeah, are we going to go on tour as the three old <laughs> one.
3: <laughs> We're thrilled to be here once again. Thank you for all the very kind messages and emails and instagram posts and, and tweets that you've been sending saying that you enjoyed the christmas special we we thoroughly appreciate it we had a few emails in one of these was a, a baking related question this is from uh, miranda who is over in america it says hey Bay down team first off i'm a huge fan of the show and the podcast it makes my commuting i do incredibly enjoyable and informative I'm still catching up. I've just listened to when you meet resistance, it's full. I have some questions in regards to shoe pastry. I've yet to attempt shoe, but I'm curious for future endeavors. Howard mentioned that when your shoe is too loose of a V, there's too much egg and there's nothing you can do. Jane has mentioned in previous episodes about a contestant adding non-heat treated flour to their shoe after it's been taken off the grill. My question is, can you not add heat treated flour to thicken if needed and if you add non-heat treated flour to thicken would it not bake enough during cooking in the oven thank you so much for your time love the podcast miranda jane have you got any thoughts on that
4: yeah i think no do not add flour i've never done it to be to be honest once you have shoved all your flour in one go that's the last time you can add flour if you add too much egg you're going to have a very, very sloppy and probably flat shoe and you're not going to be able to pipe it. One thing you could do, and really you probably don't want to do this, is to make another batch of water and butter and flour, a smaller batch, and add that to your egg mixture. You've got to cook all that stuff up properly. If you're not prepared to do that, you're gonna either have flat buns or chuck it all in the bin, quite honestly. But I'm prepared to be taught by the other two, but you really shouldn't throw heat treated or unheat treated any sort of flour in once you've added your eggs
1: yeah you're you're absolutely right as as far as i understand it um you can just sort of make a quick roux just a little bit of butter and flour but you've got to cook all the flour out because you need to burst the starch molecules so that it's able to absorb the egg otherwise it just doesn't like doesn't stretch does it it just sort of collapses on itself and um if it's going to collapse on itself anyway, just cook it loose if it's going to collapse anyway. So there's, there's no point, is there? It's uh, You've got to go back and start again, really.
2: The, only, the other thing I, I, I would suggest is that there's just a point at which you feel you might have added too much egg. And if you keep beating it, you can build a bit more structure back into it again. So it, it's worth just you know, keep whisking it a little bit longer just to see if you can get that structure back again.
3: Well, I hope that answers uh, your question. And and of course, for those who want to come and perfect their shoe, there are opportunities as there are to learn so many skills are online classes. I'm looking here. I think, Jane, you've got your eclairs in a couple of weeks. It is full on the 15th of January, but we'll be looking forward to, to seeing you make shoe then. There are almost 50, in fact, classes. And, and Jane, we recently put up one this week, your lemon fault line cake. We're looking forward to that.
4: Oh yeah, I've never, never taught a fault line class. In fact, actually, until you suggested me making one, I'd never made one before. They're, they're good fun to make and it's lovely. So you'll be doing, not only will you be decorating it in a very short length of time, space of time, in Bake Off style, we will be short of time, and, but you make an absolutely delicious lemon curd as well. And it's good fun to do and it's bright and it's chirpy. And the picture that I think you put up is very yellow. Please don't be as heavy-handed as me on the yellow. But, yeah, it'd be a really fun, lovely springtime
3: class to do, yeah. Do check that out, LakeTheLegend.com slash online classes. Use the code podcast to get 10% off any classes. Um, indeed, Howard, you've got your profiteroles as well, so we will we'll see some shoe work for that. That's on the 30th. January is also sold out. But, Howard, there are numerous other opportunities to, uh, to come join you. We already have your Valentine's passion fruit pavlova up, there's petit fours, a strudel, and you've got your vegan sausage rolls there. They're making a comeback, Howard, after the class we did during the Bake Off series when we were looking for inspiration from those episodes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, looking forward to doing those again.
3: Dan, I mean, the, the Princess Tartar is, uh, is back again uh, before long battenberg we've got some berry roulade coming up with you dan and even your your valentine's macaron dan are they you've oh. done various macarons over the time
1: i have we're, we're looking at february already uh the one i'm really proud of though is the princess tartar one that i think that's turned into four classes now hasn't it i think people really want to learn to make that yeah i was proud of that one but yeah we've we've got some some macaron ones i think i've got some shoe on as well i've got a parry breasts, i think i don't know there's a lot of them there's a lot of them
3: you do your parry breasts. fifth of march we do have classes all the way through to april we're trying to get ever more organized so yeah right through to, to april we'll be continuing to be uh, adding more in fact jane just before we started recording you were you were sending me a new a recipe weren't you as well what was that you were working on
4: it is something that actually i'd sort of vaguely worked on before christmas it is a tart with a passion fruit curd and a lovely white chocolate stabilized creme diplomat with a bit of i prettied it up with a bit of gold um, leaf as well i thought it'd be lovely and fresh to have for uh, the new year so yes i sent it to you terrible pictures taken in a very dark kitchen this morning but uh, the fact that you've mentioned it you must like it josh i'll take some better pictures hey
3: <laughs> we, we will be finding a day uh, very shortly to get that it'll be up on the website we do have one more email in that we have time for is barbara in dallas hi everyone i've been watching the show since it came to us i've taken online classes with all of Howard, Jane and Dan. And I'm currently looking forward to the Princess Tartar class. There you go, Dan. Um, My question for the podcast is, are the bakers allowed to ask the presenters to leave them alone? Sometimes they really seem to get in the way. If I were on the show, I think I'd get kicked off for heaving a bowl at someone. Um, And you do see this occasionally during the episodes, don't you? I mean, we saw it in in the most recent series where you, you feel for the contestants when they have to have a sort of presenter or host on top of them how would how did you cope with this and do you think there's any risk of Howard heaving a bowl at someone that'd be a hell of a hump if you (laughs) leave the bowl
2: I I don't think I did ever get to that point but I think one of the things I've noticed most recently and even in in this particular episode is bakers just walk away they just ignore the the presenters and it's quite funny when that happens so I think that that is the, the slightly more subtle approach rather than just saying Go away. Just um, just walk and get on with what you're doing.
1: Yeah, we didn't have anything quite as severe as, I think, didn't Mel elbow your muffins or something. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: we, I was never sort of directly sabotaged in that way. But at the beginning, sort of when they come and talk to you, you want to be polite. And you just sort of, you stop and you sort of humour them and entertain, and entertain what they're trying to do. But then, as the weeks go on and you're more and more pressed for time, you just sort of the desire to be polite sort of evaporates somewhat, and you can't tell them to go away. Of course, you can't, but you can you can ignore them. And I, <laughs> I, and I noticed that in every series subsequent to I've been on, I, I can see when people are literally just ignoring them, and it's just it's, I always find that quite amusing.
4: And we had an instance, and I will not mention which member of my year did it, but they were in a right old tizzy about something and Sue came over to to chat to them and uh, basically they were told to go away and they were pulled aside and reminded that the presenters have a job to do as well and that is being amusing and talking to you so I, I think we all have to remember and I know it gets very tense in the tent they do try and leave you alone when you're particularly tense I think is fair to say certainly when I was in the tent but you do have to remember it it's television and those presenters are there to be amusing and fun and, and add that level of humour, and you have to let them do their job. You can't be too rude to them. I only have one
1: slight disagreement with what you're saying, which is that when things were going wrong for me, they decided to turn up. Uh, like, <laughs> Dan's having a meltdown. Get in there, Noel. Talk to him. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you're right they they have a job to do and you have to remember that and uh you know then they're, they're not trying to get in your way of course are they well
4: oh, i think they are generally quite helpful mel mel tries to help and usually causes a problem actually she dropped my scones in the sink when on, on the final but they're lovely and they add to it and frankly all down the line you are can remember who the presenters are rather than remember
3: us oh no 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 Jane! i'm not going down that road <laughs> you claim that people don't remember you it's, a, it's an absolute nonsense <laughs> let's talk of course about this this episode where we as i said before have a mind john rowan and kim joy so kim joy of course a, uh, a finalist in series nine john came sixth in series nine and then more recently a minor, semi-finalist in series nine and then i mean dan you're a Bake Off expert, I would say. Is Rowan the lowest-placed person to ever come back? I mean, 10th in Series
2: 11.
1: No, there was Flo. Didn't Flo go home in Week 2? Oh, yeah. She yeah. came back, yeah. I don't know why I know this.
2: I think Jamie, I, I think, as well.
3: Oh, Jamie You're right. right. He came
2: 11th. Wow. Well, there
3: you go. Nice. And, uh, I mean, we'll come on to talk about Rowan, but... There was something really nice to see him succeed and, you know, make some some really good bakes, even though he had gone so early in Series 11. Well, let's start off by talking about the signature challenge. It was 12 decadent buns for a New Year's Day breakfast. We were told they could be sweet or savoury, any shape, but they must be yeasted. And indeed, any flavour was allowed three hours for this. Howard, what did you make of the challenge and how they all got on and whose was your favourite here? Obviously, we did see a handshake.
2: I thought it was a nice challenge. I must admit, it's not one of those things that I would think of automatically for New Year's Day breakfast. Normally, I would go for something like a brunch. I'd be looking at at quite a savoury fry-up, basically. (laughs) but yeah it it was nice i thought it was a shame actually that most people did go sweet because i would definitely have loved a more savory bun but we did get the appearance of some strips of bacon didn't we and slight obsession with eggy looking things as well which i Mm -hmm. i didn't quite get but yeah it was it was a nice challenge i think in terms of eating them probably a means was looked one of the most tasty
3: yeah, I mean the the handshake. Uh, Dan, would you have been handing uh, a handshake for what she managed to achieve there? Were you were you most impressed with hers?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, sometimes it's nice to see people who think outside the box a little bit, and I think everyone sort of made something that was very like a, a cinnamon roll, didn't they? So, and I think both John and Rowan thought they were being a bit unique doing the sort of fried egg vibe, but unfortunately. Through a process of convergent evolution, basically came up with the same idea. Yeah, I think Hermine's were. I mean, she's very French, isn't she? I mean, she's literally French, and uh, yeah, she's sort of gone with more of a, a more of a European style pastry with the the half apricots on. And I thought they were lovely for my New Year's breakfast it's more like a cheese and onion toasty with half a pint of lager I think that's more the vibe <laughs> uh hair of the dog get yourself back in the game just pull yourself through to the end of the day till you can sleep again that's more my kind of vibe I probably wouldn't be up making a uh, breakfast pastries but uh no I thought they were lovely there's massive favoritism going on here because I particularly like Kim Joy as a person and I like her style of baking so there will be huge favoritism for me today I'm afraid but I liked the style that she put on them and I love the little um bears that she put on the top where she said you can relate to them when you eat them and I just thought oh Kim Joy you're so Kim Joy. She's so wonderfully weird. I do love her so much but yeah I liked Kim Joy's a lot but I thought in terms of just pure baking I think Hermine came up with something that was maybe a little bit more interesting than the the others.
3: What was the phrase? More Paris than Chelsea I think that was the uh, appropriate wording that was given to that. Um, Dan are you you in touch with Kim Joy? I know you're you're clearly a fan. Are Are you friends at all? Yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, we're on the same season. No, I mean, yeah, we don't um, sort of chat
3: every day like we used to. But
1: no, we're we're still friendly. We're still I'm still oddly friendly with people from our season. Yeah.
3: Yeah, not very good. You live quite near to Manon. I remember you you, yeah. you saying in in the past. So
1: yeah, no, I am. I'm a very lazy friend. I tend to be friends with people I'm more geographically close to. I'm just I'm a very low effort kind of person. Uh, so that's I don't know what that says about me. But yeah, no, I'm I'm close with Manon and I still speak to Kim Joy quite a bit. So yeah. The, there's a, there's a few people
3: from our season I get on with quite well. Well, Jane, we haven't spoken too much here about John, his bacon and eggs. It had an American feel to it almost. What, what did you make of John's efforts?
4: Um, it did have a, a, an American feel about it. I, is that just because it had pecan and maple in it? I don't know. I mean, a lovely combination, the old maple thing. I would have gone for something savoury as well. I mean, the idea of eating any of these, quite honestly, on New Year's morning, and I don't drink, made me go a bit, ooh, but then I'm a yoghurt and nuts person in the morning for my breakfast.
3: Not um, with half a pint of like, a lager, Jane? Do you not do have the <laughs> other half to what Dan's left?
4: Well, I do, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, no, can you imagine? No, the only place I would... Well, I wouldn't put lager in my bread either. So maybe you could have done a beer bread-based bum. I don't I don't know. No, no, definitely. Oh, God, no, the very thought of it. Actually, even this morning after a big dinner last night, it made me think I was looking through, scrolling through Instagram as I do with my early morning tea and everything sweet made me want to heave. And <laughs> that's, that's no a reflection of how good or not the bakes. It's just oh, all this sugar first thing in the morning. It's not my cup of tea. But that aside, I loved the idea. I loved him doing this verification of the, the yolk. I thought, oh, how how interesting. But also, have you learned nothing? We all know that things go wrong in the tent. We all know that we're going to be up against it on time. And I think one of the things that I learned going back for our Christmas special is to try and rein everything back because if it can go wrong in the tent it does go wrong, so I mean even from the moment he put pen to paper that was doomed to fail wasn't it, even if he had done it 100 times at home. but I applauded his ambition and liked the idea, but I'm not sure I would have wanted to eat it. I, the thing about her means is that it actually had fruit in the middle and it was the one fresh element that was knocking about amongst the bakes. I love the idea of it being orange. You don't need to make yolks out of maple syrup. I think it's just like Oh, so
1: that I bake did... was John all over. That bake was just was so it? John. It was okay. like, I think it was good flavors. I think it was an interesting idea, but just like the execution was not there. And that was just, and I think they said in his sort of VT that was kind of him, you know. And I I love John, but and he will never change. That will always be John. He'll be the guy who does a really good job at home, but under pressure, I just feel like it always just the presentation always goes a little bit wobbly uh, with John. It,
4: it's a shame, actually, isn't it? But I thought. I I liked the idea so much that I thought if you were going to do a savoury bun, you could have done, you had enough time, a confit egg yolk and your maple bacon in a slightly savoury bun so that you cut open your confit egg yolk. And it soaks into the bread would be rather delicious for a savoury one, wouldn't it?
2: Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, well,
4: that would have been possibly my way to have gone with that.
2: Yeah, I'm am th- thinking sort of slightly tomatoey bread. Huh? Oh yeah, that'd to- oh, nice. that
4: would be nice. A confit egg, yolk, piece of mm. crispy maple
3: bacon. Do you know what? Now, now, if
1: I, I ever get invited yeah. back for a Christmas or a New Year special, <laughs> I'm going to phone up you guys. We're going to brainstorm this, and I'm going to win it. Okay?
3: Yeah. Don't okay. don't stand by your phones, uh, Jane and <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Just in case that call never comes down,
4: we'll,
3: <laughs> we'll hope. We'll continually hope. I mean, was it. They have what two, two from your series, of course. John was also your your series, Dan. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah, so most of all, most of the people from the latter stages have been on. So the next in the line from our series who haven't been on, I think it's just Manon and then me. So maybe next year it'll be Manon and me on. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You can
3: get a car there together, given how geographically close you're. Oh,
1: perfect. Yeah. yeah.
3: Sounds ideal. Howard, anything else to tell us on on Rowan's here? I, I mean, I mentioned how obviously he went out in the third week of his series, but it was nice to see him come back in a... You know, achieve some some good bakes. I was worried at one point when he did you see where he smashed his head? I was worried he was going to have the first oh, ever yeah. like knockout in the tent. <laughs> he might have had to have a substitution. Dan, you could have been the sub, you could have been there waiting. If anyone sort of knocks himself out, I'm ready to step in.
1: I'm enjoying how much Howard is laughing there. Such an unsympathetic man,
2: <laughs>
3: but yeah, <laughs> it was funny, wasn't it? It was great.
2: <laughs> it's, I, I'm only laughing because it's exactly the kind of thing I would do you know you, you just get so kind of focused on what you are doing that you lose a kind of bit of sense of 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 what's around you so I really empathize with that I was a little bit taken by Prue's comment on on Rowan's at first she said they look a little bit like those Japanese models in the window and I'm thinking What is she looking at? And then, of course, I realised she meant models of food. Hmm. I was was thinking of something else, completely.
1: I think Rowan gave us some really nice quotes this week. He said, I almost choked Prue with great big chunks of sausage last time.
4: (laughs) (laughs) To. It made me so
1: much. <laughs> yeah, It's one of those things you just sort of wonder if people plan these things don't you because so, I think most of the things that I got you know the innuendos that I, I did not, they were not, none of them were intentional and anything that I said sort of half intent well fully intentionally didn't make it into the show so I, I don't think he would have said that on purpose but it did make me
4: chuckle did me too I can I just mention Rowan's shirt I he made that shirt It's beautiful. I want one. Didn't he look very festive? I had no idea he could sew. You see, he's going to be on Sewing Bee, isn't he? If he can create something like that. Those wonderful puffy sleeves. This man, I loved him when he was on the series. I was so sad when he left. Uh, he's such a character. And it's so full of joy, even when it's all going a bit wrong. Oh, Rowan. I don't, where does he live? Could he be my friend? hes I think he's miles away from me, actually.
1: It was a nice shirt. A little blousy for my taste.
4: Suited him, though, didn't it? it he's perused. a bit of a
1: dandy isn't he he yes. can pull it off was
4: it,
2: was it intended to look like an elf do you think what that was, i thought i thought the combination of, of the the kind of large sleeves and the it did it did look a little elf like i thought maybe i didn't didn't occur to me but he
4: did look festive so maybe he was going to be mm. elf but howard i don't know but i thought he looked great i
2: love him what
3: a fantastic character it was it was so nice to see him exactly what you want to see from the, the christmas specials Well, let's move on to talking about the uh, technical challenge. And I have to be honest, I'm not sure i would quite heard of this Vasilopita. Am I saying that right? I feel like I am. When I guessed how you'd spell it, I actually got it right, which was uh, extremely uh, pleasing. (laughs) Wikipedia tells us it's a New Year's Day bread or cake in Greece and many other areas in Eastern Europe. And the Balkans, which contain a hidden coin, or trinket, which gives good luck to the receiver like the Western European. Well, there you go. Um, had you heard of this before? Has anyone heard of this before? Dan, had
1: you heard of it? No, but one thing that struck me about this technical was in our season, we had, uh, what, I can't remember what they were called, some Middle Eastern pastry, and they had the Mastic and in as well, which is sort of the common Greek spices, and Rowan hadn't heard of them. And I thought, do you watch Bake Off? Have you, did you see the season, you know, before you're on? So that surprised me. So I thought the people from my season had good experience with that. So hopefully they got the flavours right.
3: Jane, what's your uh, experience of uh, of this steak? Well,
4: no, I have no experience of it really. I, I did Google yeah. it, and some some recipes make it yeasted, and some have yogurt, and others don't have yogurt at all. I didn't get the second Greek spice. Actually, I got the the mastic, which I've never never used, but I know George used quite a lot in in the main series this year. But I didn't get. Couldn't pick up what the second one was, and it was unfamiliar to me. I thought it was a bit of a dull challenge, to be perfectly honest. I thought thought it lacked imagination. I thought somebody Googled... New Year's bakes, and up popped this Greek bake that you would make for the new year, and they thought, oh, that'll do. Yeah, basically, it's just a cake with some yoghurt in, isn't it? And then they've (laughs) put some lemon curd on it. I mean, you're sort of correct, (laughs) but then, like, what what else is a
1: New Year's bake? In all seriousness, what else is a New Year's bake? Well,
4: I thought perhaps they could have gone for something like the jewelled bread that a lot of the European countries make for King's Day. Uh, mm-hmm. So King's Day is the sixth of January, and it, it 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 is a beautiful bake somehow these technical challenges over the festive period have been really short 90 minutes doesn't really give you much room i just thought it was dull it was just a yogurt cake shoved in a bun tin with some lemon curd on it oh yeah sorry I, I just thought it could have been a bit more imaginative sorry that was really miserable
3: Jean, you, i mean obviously we're always looking for new ideas new ideas for classes is this is this one you'd be really excited to teach <laughs> <that> do <would> you? <laughs> you want to do it <laughs>
4: yeah, put me down for that one. It won't take much effort, Josh. Yeah, we'll just have to remove around.
3: the last few minutes of, of audio. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry that it wasn't for you. I guess it is better for Paul and uh, Prue to introduce it as a vasilopita rather than going cake with yoghurt. It sounds slightly more It's just some old yoghurt cake.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about how the four of them got on with it because uh, we did see in the end that it was Kim Joy who who came out on top, followed by Rowan, followed by Amin, John um, at the bottom. What was it, uh, Howard, that you thought Kim Joy did best that meant that she did win this challenge?
2: I think she's got a natural ability to to kind of pipe things and to decorate. So I think she definitely got the nearest to the exemplary one in terms of, of decoration. Yeah, it look, it looked pretty. She struggled a little bit with the consistency of the lemon curd, so that was dropping a little bit. But to be perfectly honest, trying to pipe dots of of lemon curd—it's not easy in the first place. Why, Why would you do that? Why would you not just make another lemon icing or something if you wanted that contrast between the? The yellow and the white. I would have found somewhere else to put that lemon curd. I think. Would you? about
4: accidental innuendo? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: like, is that authentic? Is that an authentic? Because when have you ever decorated with lemon curd? I've never done that ever. Is that a real thing? Or is that a bake-off thing?
4: I think it was something to do with the time while this cake was taking 50 minutes to bake in the oven. What what can we make them do? You can't make a second Mm. icing because that's just too easy. So let's make a curd and then let's crystallise some orange pieces. And we all do that. We certainly do that for our classes, don't we? We need to find something to fill the time while it's all in the oven. I think that's what that was, to be honest.
1: Was anyone surprised that Kim Joy didn't seem to know what julienne meant? Um I was just like, I was just surprised. I mean she I mean I know she's probably more known for being a baker than a cook but I was like really? Do you not know what julienne is?
3: I don't, I don't know. It just surprised me. Yeah, it was Rowan to the rescue with the uh,
1: explanation there. You are not allowed to confer in a technical. You're not allowed to confer. So uh <laughs> yeah, maybe there's maybe there's new rules for I think the rules are much more relaxed
3: at the Christmas and New Year special. But yeah, I was like yeah. that's conferring. Take points off. I also feel like and I think Shane possibly mentioned it in our last podcast, the feedback seems kinder almost in these, in these episodes over this festive spirit. but And I guess that's understandable that it's sort of like that. Well, well Kim joy, of course, winning it. I'll let you Dan talk about your fellow season contestant, John, who was just down at, down the bottom is just, they said his icing was a bit watery and he lacked the height here. What, what did he do wrong?
1: Well, I think they said, I mean, I, I think they just sort of said not enough rise. So I'm thinking he did he overmix it. That's overmixing would be a very John thing to do. So maybe that was it. But I think it was just a little bit heavy. The thing is, it's a, it was a very simple cake. So there's not really anywhere to hide. You know, if if the cake isn't executed well, it's a really obvious place to to pick someone up on. Yeah, I guess I guess that would be it. But they didn't see that much in you know? it. I mean, it's just a bunt cake, isn't it? Really?
3: Yes, um, I can see uh, no no one is uh, defending this task with too much uh, enthusiasm.
4: (laughs) I I always moan about consistency, and and I suppose you can't really pick Prue up on this from past series. When they had Dairy Week, do you remember that groundbreaking Dairy Week where people put dairy in their cakes? Oh, my God. And they were putting in um, sour cream or yoghurt. I don't know if it's last series or a series before. And everybody was saying, why are you putting in, why do you put this in? What does it do? Oh, well, the acid in this works with the raising agent and it makes for a lighter cake um, that's what they were saying in the last series or the series before and then this time they seem to be saying oh the trouble is with the yogurt it can if you over mix it make it very dense so for god's sake does it make it dense or does it make it lighter or does it make it do this or does it make it do that i just says i know it isn't an instructional program but i would like a bit of consistency and a lot of the recipes for this have divided, you, you separate your eggs and you whisk your egg whites up and fold those in to give you a little bit of extra lift. And I think perhaps they weren't doing that in this. So yeah, it was a bit of potluck. If you overbeat a cake anyway, you can have a bit of a disaster. Aren't you? And I think maybe John probably did over... Ava. Yeah, well, I, I, I
1: imagine this cake was invented before the advent of baking powder, so I'm assuming that they would have. That's the traditional way they would have done it, and we we all cheat cakes now that we have raising agents, don't we? Well, I don't. I don't spend hours whisking egg whites if I can get away with it.
4: Well, no, but but because it counteracts the heaviness of the yogurt that you just put in, that's supposed to work with the raising agent but recipes that i've looked at because i'm very good at the research after these things put self-raising flour in and divide your eggs so i'm like you Dan. i very rarely whisk my egg whites but it seems like traditionally if you're going to do a traditional Vasilopita a lot bitter greek is it,
1: it does very... sound like a dinosaur doesn't it it does
4: anyway yeah i don't well, think challenge was for me a nice cake probably i'm nice
1: sure cake. it's lovely just not very impressive.
4: Or in,
2: a, or a, a, you gender. get an awful watch of cake to to anything else, though, don't you? There's no respite from the cake. There's no filling or whatever. Just <laughs> have a small slice, sandwich. <laughs>
1: you need respite from cake.
2: Isn't cake the respite? I'm confused. But sometimes you need a combination with a bit of whipped cream or some lemon curd or something just to break it up a bit. I just think. have a
1: cup of tea with it, you snob. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well there you go that's uh, we always say it as we see it here and i'm afraid um, i don't think this was the all-time favorite technical challenge that we've seen we move onwards to the showstopper which i'm sure there will be more enthusiasm for here we have four hours to make an enchanting biscuit shadow box looking for a beautiful winter's tale Made our biscuits enclosed in an edible frame. I mean, we have seen challenges like this in the past. Jane, was this an improvement for you on the on the technical challenge in terms of what was set?
4: Well, look, they're all brilliant bakers. We know they're all brilliant bakers. I would have just liked to have seen something a bit more than a biscuit box, to be honest. Chatting to my daughter about this. What do you want in a showstopper? You want something to look stunning in the showstopper, don't you? That's, that's what we're all aiming for. Certainly when, you, you know, this is only a, a special and, yeah, and they're not going on to next week and they're not building up to great skills, I think they would have all had stunning biscuit shadow boxes, if that's your thing, if they'd given them a little bit more time. And I would have liked to have seen them, if they're they're only going to give them something that we've seen a hundred times before, construct things with biscuit. We all know how that can all go wrong, but it's basically biscuit, isn't it? If we wanted them to do something that was as uninspiring as building biscuits, give them more time and let them make it stunning. Because even Kim Joy, who I think is a master of doing absolutely beautiful, detailed things, I think struggles a little bit with the time. So give them five hours and let them make it beautiful or give them a challenge that's a bit more interesting than a biscuit build is that me being really really miserable on this new year's day maybe the people who come up with the challenges were a little bit jaded after a lot of series and oh the, if- the
1: the people who come up with the challenges the jaded are they jane well,
4: I haven't even got an excuse. I haven't got a hangover. I'm for your mind this morning. Just really
1: grumpy. I would agree. I do I do get what you're saying. And I'm um, thank goodness I wasn't there because it's another ridiculous biscuit construction. I'm sure I would have had very much the same opinion. But I think they did quite well, actually. I would agree a bit more time would have helped. But actually, I thought Kim Joyce looked very lovely. I thought... Her beans looked very lovely. I think actually everyone did a pretty good job. I, I don't think there was a there was a, a bad one there. I think even John managed to just about hold it all together, didn't he? And I like this sort of snowy effect. I thought it I thought it was quite pleasing.
4: Yeah, yeah. Just ignore me. I'm going. How how am I going to swap over this year? We're going to have um, Jeff Howard, and we're going to have Jane's hump because I've obviously started the year in a very miserable way.
1: I think is always for me is very disappointing with the biscuit construction challenges. Is almost inevitably the flavours are very boring because there's only, so you know, the gingerbread is obviously the biscuit that works best, and you can't do large-scale construction with pretty much anything else, can you? So you just end up with quite boring flavours. So nothing sounds... It always often looks impressive, but n- often doesn't sound very appetising, doesn't really sound like you want to eat it. So I think sometimes that that... That's a little frustrating.
3: Well, Howard, I will come to you for some positivity then. Uh, who, Whose did you like the most uh, out of the four here? Because I th- I think there was some fairly impressive work done given the uh, fairly limited time, the four hours they had. Here. Who Whose did you like the most, Howard?
2: I did like all of them in in different ways, to be honest. I thought Kim Jones was lovely and I it sounded as if she had put some effort into not only the kind of characters you know the, the style the decoration but there were some good quality nice flavours in there as well good quality biscuits and nice flavours. Rowan's I was impressed with and I loved Amin's little longer sharp biscuit tiles I thought they were they were great clearly they didn't work the first time but she had another go at them and they looked lovely.
3: You left out John there, Howard.
2: Yeah, sorry, I, I did leave out John.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was befitting of what we've seen in in many other places that uh, the taste uh, and he got credit for in in some of the feedback that he that he got. Paul, you know, said that the cinnamon taste was coming through and it was delicious and it was taste great, but a bit rough and ready. I think is yes. what he was told. Yeah.
2: Yeah, his, his tree was very nice, but just very, very hefty, wasn't
3: it? When we saw the contrast between going from looking at John's to immediately looking at Kim Joy's, it, it couldn't have been more different than <laughs> I, I thought in terms of detail.
1: Yeah, but like, I don't know. So look, I'm I'm someone who often struggles a bit with the design and making my showstoppers look particularly beautiful. So I kind of, I thought John actually did really well. You know, John, finesse isn't John's strong but he made like a nice snow scene and it was just silhouettes. I thought it was actually quite pleasing. It was just weirdly the box around the outside was sort of quite clumsy. But I think he had a lot of problems with that all falling apart, didn't he? But um, Kim Joy just has that design talent where she can just decorate something it just looks amazing and with seemingly no effort. I don't know how she does it.
3: We saw her depict uh, everyone as as animals. Dan, if she had to have done this with all her fellow contestants from her series what animal do you think she might have elected to depict you as
1: oh something crotchety i don't know probably a bear with a sore head i think that's about
3: right was (laughs) it was paul the bear was that right
4: yes
2: you could have been
3: fighting him for for who would have been depicted as a bear
4: i
2: think i I made paul as a bear in in my series yes i did a black forest scatter with a little bear on top which we we called Paul.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of uh, going back to, to your series, but as Jane uh, told us last week, it was so long ago, Howard. You can't expect people to Sorry. possibly, uh, possibly I just remember. To them. God,
4: okay. I am miserable. Aren't I? <laughs> I just want to come in and be nice now, because actually, although I was criticising the challenge, I think they all did utterly charming things, and given what they were given, I thought. All of them did something charming. I, I love the use of the isomalt for the northern lights and the figures. And yeah, I mean, Kim Joy's were just so detailed. I'd just like to see them have a little bit more time, really. I love the story on John's of the wedding scene. I thought the, the figures that he cut out were just delightful. So although I am being completely miserable by a humbug, or was that supposed to be last week? I don't remember. I thought they all did a pretty lovely job. I I loved all the bakers. They were super, and and I'm being ultra-critical, really. But it was lovely to see them all back, I thought, and all doing well and all having a jolly time. So please don't judge me on being too miserable. Do
1: you know, though, the absolute highlight of this Showstopper Challenge for me was when... uh... I believe it was Noel talking to Hermine said, mum's gone to Iceland and she was completely a loss. She didn't understand what he
3: meant.
2: Oh, it was Matt, wasn't it? Oh, was it Matt? Yeah. Oh, it was so lovely, that. I Loved it.
3: (laughs) Is that where you went down for your Christmas and New Year shopping? Waitrose, no, Dan? Possibly.
2: Do you know what? I've got sent so many hampers.
1: Actually, you sent me a little hamper, didn't you, Josh? So thank you very much for that. I've already eaten all the biscuits and the fudge from it.
3: Very lucky I sent something to Howard and Jane, or you could have put me oh, in a, God. Hell of a spot. <laughs> Wow. All our bakers, I will say, who were great with a legend. Oh, <laughs> a little hamper. Uh, oh, and, Jimmy,
4: uh, you've gone red there, Dan. You've gone quite big. <laughs> oh, I'm very
3: grateful for um, for, all that, for all the <laughs> many hard work. We calculated we were just shy of 300 virtual events this year. Wow. An incredible amount of, uh, of virtual baking uh, took place, and we uh, will see how we get on in, in 2022. But, but for, for those who have emailed and asked if virtual classes are here to stay, regardless of. Quite what is going on with coronavirus, then yes, uh, they are very much here to stay. And indeed, uh, Howard and Dan, you both did some video messages for people that had got vouchers, which was very kind of you over Christmas. They went down very well.
4: I did one too.
3: Jane did as well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Jane did as well. And we look forward to the uh, to the many uh, many classes that we have uh, going ahead this year. I guess it comes to that point, Howard, where we uh, are looking for a, a hump from you. Have you got anything from this week's episode?
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's one we've sort of slightly touched on. So I think it was lovely to see the four bakers back. I think we'd got this time four characters with a kind of exuberant sense of style, individuality, but they were quite reserved personalities. And I think there was something missing. For me, was it me? there was a... It is you! Yes, there's a Dan-shaped hole in these festive specials. So that's my hump. Yes.
1: Oh, was that really? Yes! <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I feel bad for interrupting you now. I could have enjoyed that a bit more. Oh, thank you, Howard, that's very sweet of you.
3: Dan, don't worry, Howard's just trying to make up for all those things he wrote about you on the Great British Chef website during your series. He I had to back. I to look. claw it back. I had there, to was
1: there was nothing egregious. He did refer no. to me as being sort of desperate, but I assume that was allusion to desperate Dan. Just, oh, yeah. The character from just the a Dandy, dandy on, rather than yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else. Well,
3: I agree oh. with you. Uh, it was a massive shape toll, and, uh, and next year, that's what we're hoping.
2: I'm, yeah,
1: I'm but... only going back if I can take Howard and Jane with me. Just anyone from Bake Off listening, that's the rules. <laughs> we're all going back together.
2: You'll not get back in. We've been there, so.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's be true. sorry, Dan. You're but... the odd one out here, Dan.
2: I
1: know, I know. I do
3: feel very left
1: out. Never mind,
3: maybe next oh,
4: We'd year. love to see you, Dan. Jane's um,
3: desperate to see you back, Dan, so she can be incredibly critical about you. That's why she wants to see you go back. Definitely, definitely.
4: <laughs> we wouldn't allow you podcast on yourself.
1: Yeah, who is this garbage baker? <laughs> who even remembers him?
3: <laughs> well, it, it comes to the point where we have to talk about the winner of the 2022 New Year's Day Bake Off special I think it was between two people as they sat at the kitchen table and clearly it was going to be one of the two women who were with us on on the episode Jane what did you make of the decision in the end it was Kim Joy who came out on top
4: it was close wasn't it and certainly when I mean got her handshake for the uh, signature bake I thought Oh, it's going to be so close but Kim Joy romped home I think after she came first in the technical and she had so much detail and as Howard had said earlier so many lovely flavours and executed it brilliantly I think yeah Kim Joy was a worthy winner and, and lovely to see her lovely to see her do it actually because I think if you think back to her series. I can't remember who won. Who who won her series? Rahul. Oh, Rahul, yeah, another worthy winner. I think a lot of people will go back and think Kim Joy won her series because she's had enormous success since Bake Off. She's absolutely delightful, a complete character, and I was very, very happy to see her win. I haven't met any of this cohort and it would be lovely to meet up with her and the others, of course, when we're out of this horrible COVID situation. No, delighted to see Kim Joy win and I think she was a very
3: worthy winner. Howard, how do you feel about the decision?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely uh, agree with Jane. I think people will think about Kim Joy as having great success and I think it's lovely just to get that literal kind of cherry on top, the icing on the cake of coming away with with winning the festive special.
3: Dan, you're pleased for your for your friend?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with, with Howard. I think it was uh, when I found out that Kim Joy was going back, I sort of wanted, I was hoping that she would win it because I feel like she was someone who, she didn't win the final of our season. Like we know that and she knows that, I'm thrilled that she is able to call herself a Bake Off winner. And very much like our own Jane, it's nice to see someone who sort of made the final and then is now able to call themselves a Bake Off winner. So well-deserved Jane and well-deserved Kim Choi. Oh,
4: thank you, Dan. I'll say nice things about you when you're on the slip. <laughs> <laughs> That's your
1: one moment of sweetness for the year. Don't expect anything
3: else. <laughs> <laughs> It really is just leaves me time to remind you that uh, we would absolutely love to see you at some of these online classes we have mentioned we uh, we took just a a little Christmas break, and we have classes starting up again, well, from tomorrow. are oh, no shortage. 48 events currently on sale. There will probably be 50 by the time you get to the website to have a look because uh, there are more going up all the time. What have we got coming up? Angel Cake with Karen on the uh, on the 9th of Jan. Howard's Vegan Sausage Rolls. Um, later in the month, Dan, you're doing your focaccia and ciabatta. There's Rosie's Cronuts, Dan's Battenberg, Karen Smalls Millionaire. Bay Jane's uh, lemon fault line cake that uh, that we mentioned as well. Howard's Valentine's passion fruit pavlova. And I'm not even halfway through what is up on sale on the website. So please do head to bakelegendcom slash online classes. And remember to use the code podcast to get 10% off. Well, I'm not quite sure when we'll be back with our next podcast, but I do hope it won't be uh, too far away. And by the time you uh, rejoin us, I'm sure um, Jane will be a pottery expert. Dan will have been to his patisserie course and uh, be even more successful. And Howard, what will you have uh, achieved by the time we come back to you? You'll be on the Great British Sewing Bee, is that right?
2: Well, I I, I might have completed one square of crocheting. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping for two cushions, but let's not be too ambitious
3: well we will we look forward to tracking the progress well thank you so much for everyone that's been listening to the 21 series and to our two christmas specials you can keep in touch with us if you want to get in touch it's the Down at bakewithallegiant.com for all your emails and we will do our best to come back to you uh, we look forward to seeing you all online very soon thank you so much for listening and wishing you all a fantastic 2022